Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. We are live, and I wasn't going to do this live, but I think it's more important that we do get this out there. Um, you all saw a story about a man named Ben Gordon who was in a car accident in Arizona, in Flagstaff, Arizona, close to Phoenix. And uh, somebody sent me the video and said, if this is true, someone should go, should go to jail. And... Uh, so I saw the video and I was like, hey, find this guy. So we were able to find him, found out who he was, Ben Gordon. And uh, he had been incredibly transparent and honest the entire time uh, in our conversations back and forth. And I go, okay, he's credible. You know, and th that goes to admitting circumstances around his accident and uh, things that you just wouldn't say if you weren't trying to just uncover the entire story. And he brings the receipts. So we're going to go and... Frankly, we're going to go right into it. Let's bring Ben Gordon on. Ben, welcome to the show. Good morning, everybody. So, Ben, we're, we're probably going to start off. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? You, you live in Arizona. <clears throat> I came to Arizona to produce a project for a client. I'm a music producer, engineer, songwriter type person. And um, I had come from the Asheville area and found a short-term lease to complete this project. Um, and so, yeah, I, I move around a lot. I, I work seasonally in different places in the country. And okay. so I was just kind of getting set up here. I hadn't been here uh, about a month. And just to clarify, the accident occurred in Rimrock, Rimrock Arizona, okay. which is about an hour south. I was actually airlifted to Flagstaff, which the tow company told me was protocol. And he, he the, the guy that owned the tow company said, quote, oh, you wouldn't want to get medica medical care around here. They'll kill you. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah, with a laugh. I don't think that they have the resources that Flagstaff Medical Center has. Yeah. So they, air, I think it's a matter of protocol that they airlifted me. Okay, so you, so you got in an accident. Was it a bad accident? <clears throat> well, it, it it's relative. I mean, I am I am unscathed. Besides, what glass did to me? All right. the glass in the front shattered. Um, the car rolled, according to them, and ended up on four wheels. I. Realized what happened. I was looking at my windshield, looking at the blown up glass, feeling my body, you know, taking an inventory of everything, moving my legs. I was well enough to get out of the car, except for the fact that I could not because the door wouldn't open. And it wasn't but 10, 15 minutes that the EMTs arrived. They're very close by. Okay. So, so the EMTs arrived. And what happened next? The only interaction that I had 
Nobody, I don't recall anyone asking my name. My driver's license was in the passenger seat in my coat. It was right there. Nobody asked for it. All I remember is pleading with him not to come at me with this needle, which he had. And I was injected in my left arm. Uh, and that's the only individual that I spoke to. And I pleaded, I just said, no. And he said, I'm gonna just calm me down, boss. The needle went in and it was black. And that was around noon? Yeah. Okay. And then you, so you went black at that point and what happened next? I woke up with what I can only describe as a surge of adrenaline and light. And I immediately started removing and extubating the, the, the intubation tube. And as soon as it was out, I, I couldn't believe how long this thing was and how deep it was in my body. I turned my neck around and followed it and looked right at the machine, which was a ventilator. I immediately went to my left arm where an IV had been placed, slowly removed that. And then I realized there was a catheter inside of me. This was the worst part. I, this was all survival. Like I just, there was no thinking involved. It was all energy. And I slowly and painfully took that out and I was bleeding. I got up, I found my cutoff shorts, which they had presumably cut off me. And I covered my, my area. I went to the door. This was a large room. I went to the door. I opened it up. Staff was sitting to, uh, to my left. And I said, why in the hell did you vent me? And the look on their faces was as if they'd seen a ghost. They started coming towards me, sir, get back to your room. And I, instead of going back into the room, I, I placed myself in the doorway and held onto the door. I did not want to get forced back into the room, re-injected, re-vented. Right. So I asserted myself. There was, there was no one there that, was, that could overpower me physically. There were two young men that looked like um, garden variety security guards. And there was a young nurse. And there was one other staff um, that looked a little older. And at that point, I was like, I want a lawyer. You had no right to put me at a vent. Look it, I'm breathing. Does it, does it look like I'm having a problem here? They, didn't, they just kept looking at each other. Like, what do we do with this? At that point, they said, can you just sit on the bed? And I said, I'll come into the room. Everyone came back into the room that I was vented in. And I said, I want to know what drugs I was given. And the young nurse who did all, all the talking, and she seemed uh, supremely irritated with me. I said, why am I on this vent? And she said, you have COVID. And I said, even if that were true, <laughs> let's say I tested positive for COVID, a ventilator is late stage treatment for COVID-19. That's the last resort when you cannot breathe on your own. No answer. They didn't say anything about, well, you weren't on this because of COVID. It was affirmative and clear. You have COVID. Okay, what drugs did you give me? <clears throat> And she mentioned three, propofol, and I immediately said, oh, the drug that killed Michael Jackson. 
and they're like, and and she said fentanyl and morphine, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me because fentanyl is a much better opiate. You can use a lot less, but those are the three that she named. I until I get the med- medical report, and God knows how truthful this thing will be. I don't know if they gave me remdesivir. I don't know. I don't know. That's what she said verbally. I started asking for paperwork and they had nothing for me. So you, they, they put tags on you though, and you left without getting any information from you just wanted to get out of there. Did they walk you through the front door? No, this was no front door. This was a metal door. The hallway where they were sitting, where the desk was to the left and the the exit door to the right, from total from the desk to that door, I would say was about 30 feet, 40 feet tops. When I finally was given clearance and the um, parameters that they gave me for clearance was I had to pee into a container, show that I could pee because I'd pulled out a catheter. And the doctor had to make sure that I was of sound mind And when I produced a little urine, she said, okay, you know, we can't, we can't hold you here. And I said, well, I'm naked. You know, I, I, uh, can I get an adult diaper and some clothes? And one of those young kind of security guys went away and came back with some very ill-fitting, way too small for me clothes. I put on an adult diaper the doctor that was in, she was a larger woman. She was, her, her demeanor was very odd, very odd. She just seemed, she just didn't seem as aware and right there as I was. She just seemed kind of like, <laughs> I remember her saying, do you like your bandages ripped off fast or slow? And I said, fast. So she helps me get an adult diaper on. I put on these hospital type pants, a hippie looking hoodie that was way too small, some shoes that didn't fit, and that was it. And then I said, so I'm going? And they said, you're free to go. And the two young men opened the steel door, and I said, how do I get to downtown? And they said, actually, if you just stay on this road right here, walk straight, you'll you'll get right to San Francisco Street. So one thing I want to add, just to back up a little bit, is while this was going on, I want my medical records. What drugs am I on? Why did you put me on a vent? You have COVID. Did you did you have them preserve the, did you get a lawyer yet? No, this is all happening so fast. I have been, I I, You you got to preserve the video. You got to preserve the video of who was in there and who was talking to you and figure out who these people are. And the the hospitals have videos. So just make sure, just just as a, you got to get an attorney. And I'm not well, talking to the one that's on the board that said if you had an accident. What's that? I, I'm in preliminary um, conversations with RFK Jr.'s people. Okay, good. And and also Dell Big Trees Network. Okay, good, good, good. He has a, between those two, they have a lot of legal tools. I wanted to mention that. So during all of this conversation, and I'm standing at this point. So I'm standing the whole time. I am fully breathing like a regular person. I'm awake, aware. At one point, a staff member came in, had a a piece of paper and said, this is the contact we have for you. 
And written on that piece of paper was my sister Stephanie Johnson's number. Do you want us to contact her? And I said, no, I just want to get out of here. When I did leave in my adult diaper and the hospital pants and I did the one mile walk to go find help, my sister filed a missing persons report because she thought that maybe I had a concussion and I was going to pass, you know, whatever. So, and I know this is true because I was asked to cancel that missing persons report by the local sheriff here where the accident occurred. He said, hey, can you do me a favor and call Flight There's a missing persons report. So if that's indeed true, I, I had a very slow mile walk all the way. They could have just apprehended me. This person's missing. We, they knew where I was. They knew the traje trajectory of where I was walking, but none of that happened. So I found a, 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 a nice young gentleman who, who bought me a lift home to Rimrock, which is 54 minutes away. And it was like 80 bucks. Well, it's a good Samaritan. Good guy. Yes. Really good absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so, I'm just bewildered. They tagged you, and we have a picture of those tags. Mr. Producer, let's put those up on the screen. These are what they put on you. And, and for those that are on the audio version, it says FMC. So j just, just so we're aware what FMC is, that's the Flagstaff Medical Center. And as a name, it says Meadow, comma, Meadow, F341. And it says the date of birth is 0101-1922, and they tagged you as a 100-year-old individual. And there's some other stuff on there as well. And it says uh, you were admitted you were admitted on 1-30-2022. And then you have another tag they put on you that they wrote in the tag, and you're in room 43109. Again, uh, identifying you as Meadow Meadow. I assume that means John Doe. Go ahead and take it down, Mr. Producer. That could be. I, I just, I can't figure out, nor can my sister. So, by the way, my family is fully on board with mainstream narratives so they are not supportive they think that a you know uh, brandishing conspiracy theories all you know, just, oh, you know, all the yeah, there we go yeah but but um they don't know either how i could be unidentified yet they got her contact information okay so how do you not know who i am but know who my sister is with a different last name well, they, they knew. I mean, they tagged you as a 100-year-old man. They vented you. Can, can you tell the audience how long, and I know this because we had talked about this before, how long from yeah. the accident to the point where you pulled out the tube, the vent tube? Well, if, uh, if the accident occurred around noon, which seems about right, it was almost, it was just shy of seven hours until, was when I removed that ventilation tube. Now, when you woke up and you had something in your in your mouth, what, what was your first? I mean, did you were you, were you were you freaking out a little bit? No, the only way I can describe this was the the awakening process, the feeling of adrenaline, and the sense of light coming from the center of my body. The removal of everything was all one action. It felt like I knew the order of which of how to do this. It was like. It was like something else was directing me. It's just, I woke up 
this comes out, the IV comes out, the catheter comes out, horrendous, and then all of the interactions after that I've already explained. It was, I was like fired. There was fire inside of me. I felt so awake. So, so I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm thinking to myself, what would a hospital be doing venting someone that came in for an accident? Have you gone and taken a COVID test? I just ordered four of the free Joe Biden ones <laughs> because but, I want to see I want to see if I test negative. Because they she told said my you had sister, COVID. she said I had COVID, and um, I, I had requested for my sister. I need to know everything that they said to you on the phone, and she gave me an email of everything that she talked with them. My sister used to be a hospital administrator, okay. so she knows how to document. And <clears throat> they said you. You have COVID, stay away from people for two weeks or, you know, something like that. You, you, could, you could potentially have this for two weeks. So I don't know how long it's going to take to get these rapid tests. But I, I had Omicron a month ago. So it doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense that I would recontract. Well, and, but I mean, if you take the test and it shows up you had COVID, that's one thing. But you'd have to be in medical distress in order for them to give you a vent. But you don't sound right. like you're in medical distress. That, I mean, you did smoke a cigarette, uh, you know, <laughs> right after. <laughs> not, I'm not making light of the situation, see. Ben, but I'm just trying to add some levity to this a little bit. I saw the video and I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Think about it, Joe. I, not only did I walk a mile in about 28 degree weather in, in clothes that were not good for that weather, uh, I smoked a cigarette, didn't pass out. I was able to communicate where I lit. Like I was, I remembered a friend's phone number who the gentleman who got me the lift texted from his phone, but he was already asleep. I was, I was here. I was, I was right there. Um, yeah. So, so I want to play this video. Um, this is the video that you put out there. Um, I think it's important that we play this video. Mr. Producer, go ahead and uh, play the video. Ben, this is, I know it's like four minutes long, but I want to play it to an entirety. It's five minutes long. Okay, so we're going to play it in an entirety. Uh, Guys, listen, hit the share button. I know that we went live and we caught you off guard, but this is something, this is a story you have to share. We're going to put this out there. And just as a a plug, uh, Ben is going to be on at 1130. Is that live too, Ben, with uh, Stu Peters? Yeah. So he will be again on at 11.30 for Stu Peter's show. Be sure to watch Stu Peter's show as well. Go ahead and play it, Mr. Producer. Hey there. My name is Ben. <clears throat> Two days ago, I was in a car crash. This is just my car. It rolled. Out. I don't know what happened. Um, I w- uh, came to. The car was back on all four wheels. The... Uh, you know, all the glass in the car was blown out. I got cut up, you know, all around, nothing serious. I was awake and aware that I, I couldn't open the car door. Within 10 minutes, EMT arrived and injected me with something. And I said, no, 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 no. No, and they're like, oh, just going to sedate you, boss. I woke up eight hours later somehow with a vent, a mechanical ventilator, 
IV, catheter, whole nine yards. I instinctively, without even thinking, pulled out the vent. There was no aid in this room with me. Pulled out uh, the IV. Pulled out the catheter, which was horrendous. And I found my shorts, which had been cut off me, and I covered my junk because I was naked. And I walked to the door and I opened it and staff was sitting there and I said, why did you vent me? And the, the staff freaked out. They couldn't believe I was awake. Um, they followed me back into the room. I sat on the bed and I said, what drugs did you give me and why am I vented? And one of the nurses said, you have COVID. And I said, even if you tested me, po tested positive for COVID, if I tested positive for COVID, a vent is the last resort for someone who cannot breathe on their own. They just looked at each other like, what do we do? What do we say? I said, what drugs did you put me on? What was coming through that IV? And they said, propofol, propofol, fentanyl, morphine. And I was like, why? What? Like, you were going to kill me on that machine. You were going to leave me there. They just looked at each other. I go, I, I want all the paperwork. I want everything that's been done to me and who authorized it. They didn't give it to me. I demanded a lawyer. I said, I need a, a lawyer now. I'm leaving this place. They argued with me for 45 minutes. And then uh, once I could uh, show them that I could produce urine, they found some old raggy hospital clothes and gave them and took me to a door, which was not glass sliding door. It didn't even look like a hospital. This is in Flagstaff. They, they airlifted me from about an hour away. I was under from the time I was injected at the site of the crash. And I somehow miraculously came to and immediately took everything out. I'm trying desperately to get a hold of Del Big Tree or Alex Jones or Mike Adams or anybody that has a platform to share my story. It's new. I want to do it while I still have this. I just sent a certified letter for medical release forms. We'll see what's on that. They got a hold of a family member somehow, even though they didn't have my ID and I was tagged as John Doe. They told my family that I had a broken nose. I haven't blown my nose once since I left there. There's no blood. There's no swelling. There's no, you know, there's just the same kind of uh, junk that's all over from the glass. Why would they tell my family that my nose was broken and that I had, quote, acute pancreatitis, which from what I've read is extremely painful and a progressive illness. I've never had a stomachache. I've never had any pain from my pancreas. They said nothing to my family about me being vented for COVID, but that's what they told me. I think that they had no intention for me to ever wake up, and I would have been classified and counted as someone that died of COVID in the hospital. And as you can see, I mean, everything works. I just walked three miles today. Um, I was not injured. No surgery. 
They could have vented me if there was a pretty heavy-duty surgery, for sure. No surgeries were performed. You have COVID. Please get this out for me. I've written to everyone, and I've, see, I've received no replies. It's only been a couple days, but I'm freaking out, as you can, I'm sure you can understand. I sincerely need this story to be heard. Thank you so much, and I'm so happy to be alive. I can't believe I woke up. Thank you. So I want to say something. You said something before, and uh, Ben, I'm a big man of faith. Yeah. That I got to tell you that, uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and the fact that you woke up and you knew what to do, that's not normal. And the fact that you went through this process while you have fentanyl in your blood, you have an IV in your blood, it's not normal. It's not normal to, (laughs) it's not, none of that stuff is normal. It's not normal for you to be able to, when you're on propofol, I mean, I would go get a blood test. I don't even know if your blood will show that a couple days later, but now it's been six days, right? Yeah, all of that would have been processed through my body by now. I, 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 I agree with you, though. Something felt like divine intervention. It's a big thing for that to happen because that means that God has plans for you. So and I, I'd hate to get straight to the, the you know, I, I'm not trying to make you overly religious. I'm just trying to, you know, something you, could, you should examine in your life because you, you said it in the video. You said, I'm so happy to be alive, right? And I yeah. think that the realization is, is that you weren't, that's not their plan for you. That's not the hospital's plan for you. So you, you've, you've gone through this process. You've, you, you're now, you know, five days, six days removed. You, you go through these ups and downs. Like the first is shock, and then when you get shocked, you get angry, and then you, you start, you, you come to the realization that you did in the video that says, you know, I'm freaking out, and I'm so happy to be alive, and you're recognizing that someone evil was going to make that not, ha- not be. <clears throat> you know, I... I, th- I think looking back and just sorting, sort of doing a mental inventory of, of all the days since this happened, I skipped the anger stage. I don't feel angry. I feel something else. It's, it's, it almost feels like th- this was supposed to happen. You know, I don't want this to happen to anyone. We, we do not know how many people this has happened to. I, I don't mean to mischaracterize that statement. Something feels the fact the fact that I was able to come to that way and have the the wherewithal the the state of clarity get myself out of that situation. Just it felt I was supercharged. That came not from me. (laughs) Supernatural. It came from a higher source. Are you are, are you a religious person? I am a person who, who uh, absolutely connects to divinity every single day, and I have my prayers that that work for me. With my prayer, is uh, I call God the one original of love and light. I wish to know you. I wish to know you. 
very simple, but that's kind of my connecting point to, to God. Well, I, I got to tell you that it's, uh, we're going to get this out there. Um, it'll be on the audio version as well, but I, um, I do want to get an update from you at some point. Um, for sure. Mr. Producer will get a hold of you and, uh, you know, I'll give you the, I'll give you the final, final word on this. If you want to just, uh, tell the listeners and there's, I don't know, about four or 5,000 people watching live right now on all the channels. You know, what, what do you want, what do you want them to hear through all this? What do you want, you know, you want to get the story out. We got the story out, but what, what, what are you most afraid of? You afraid they're doing this to a lot more people? That's, that's where my focus is on. It, it, it made me, if this could happen to me and I'll tell you, Joe, like my email is filling up with people's testimonies of my family member was speaking and coherent at the scene and they went to the hospital and then they were told that the family member had COVID and then they were vented and they never left. Now I can't personally verify who these strangers are coming through my email, but I'm getting a lot of them. I have no idea if they're using accidents like mine to drive up the numbers and to get the, the, the crazy money that was, you know, kind of thrown the CARES Act to get the Medicaid, Medicare money for vents, for COVID classification, for COVID death. I heard it, it could go $100,000 extra. So my message to people is if you're tired and, and you don't feel well as I did that morning, be safe. Don't ever put yourself in a, in a position whereby you get absorbed into whatever they're doing in these hospitals. Play it extra, extra, extra safe. Stay we, out of the system. We keep hearing those stories. People are afraid to go to the hospital. It's absolutely amazing. They're afraid of it. They're afraid of as it. They should, as they should be. Well, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're alive. I, I, Thanks, uh, I think that God's got special plans for you and that uh, it's no accident that you were able to in the middle of that. And, and for anybody that's had anyone that's been on, you know, those types of drugs, what you did, nearly impossible, nearly impossible. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things that had to happen for you to, to wake up in the middle of all that. Wow. I agree. And they had that staff, whoever did this to me had, enough confidence in those drugs to keep me out that my hands weren't tied. They will oftentimes during a surgery hand tie. So the person does not remove, wake up confused, take this stuff up. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I want you to continue to tell your story. I'm going to tell everyone else that if you want to hear more about Ben's story, you can go to Stu Peters. You'll be on there in about a half hour. Um, spread this message far and wide. It does not matter if it's, from conservative daily if it's from Stu peters or it's from uh dell big tree it, it doesn't matter what needs to be told is that there is it's not a conspiracy theory it's not conspiracy to run around and 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 feel like that there are evil people in positions of power that are doing things for money um it's actually happening and ben's story is one that you know frankly is chilling it, it, it chills you to the bone because this is the united states of america you know we hear about these things in other countries but it's happening right here it's a, it's, it's a, it's a crazy amount of lawlessness 
and and frankly, we've got to do something about it. Ben, God bless you, and um, look, I, I just want to get an update from you in the future. You can also send over some of the people that have those similar stories to the producer. We'll send it through research and try to get to the bottom of that as well. And, and maybe mm -hmm. there's something to come out of this where we can get some class action lawsuits and some lawfare going to help these people. At the end of the day, I think it's gonna wake more Americans up to realize that the system is not designed to help them, it's not designed to enslave them. But thank you very much for coming on the show, Ben. We greatly appreciate thank it. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. All right, God bless you. So that's it. Uh, you know, I, I don't wanna beat a dead horse on this, but I wanted to make sure that we got to the bottom of, of Ben Gordon um, you got to hear his story on the, it went viral all over the internet and now you get to hear from him. There's been questions on whether or not he could pull out a catheter. Uh, I will tell you that you can pull out a catheter. He did say that, Hey, I was bleeding. I took out the catheter. I bleed. You do. If you pull it out with the balloon, you are going to bleed. It's not impossible to do it. It's very painful, but it is not impossible. Um, I'll also tell you that as we, as we go through this process, of looking at different and uncovering different pieces and parts across our nation of the evil that consumes us, you start to wonder what is happening in our country. You have open borders, you have stories about people like Ben Gordon who are being um, drugged at the scene, put on a, uh, he, they actually medical flight uh, flew him from that accident to Flagstaff uh, Medical Center. And we would have never seen his name. He was, a, he was tagged as a hundred year old person uh, under Meadows Meadows, which is the uh, equivalent of a John Doe. Um, we, we talk about all the problems we have with elections fraud. I mean, election fraud is a real thing. And we start to wonder why are both sides having these problems? I do have to do an ad read. So this, this uh, uh, and, and I'm a member of this, this episode is brought to you by Air Medcare Network. Um, if you're ever in an accident and need to be flown, there's high deductibles and uh, most of the time it's not covered by your insurance. And so you don't want to put yourself in a bad position. This is fire insurance. You can go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily, promo code daily, and receive up to a $50 gift card um, for signing up. I am a member. And the reason why I'm a member, and I, I got the, the secondary uh, stage as well because I travel a lot. And so if I'm in a different state, they'll actually fly me back to my home state, making it less of a burden on my family if something were to happen. You know, hope that I never end up in the hospital, but if you do, again, it's very, very inexpensive. It's only, it's only $85 a year, it covers your whole family. So, um, I, I gotta tell you, um, Mr. Producer, this, this was a chilling one. It's honestly wild to me uh, when I watched his video and then hearing him say it again, everything about what they did uh, in his experience, completely violates protocol. It, it medically, it yeah. makes zero sense at all. Um, I, I mean, that it, it, it terrifies me too, because that says a lot about uh, what could be going on in the healthcare, and especially with all those other Man, it's, individuals. It's and they label them a hundred years old. It's gotten evil. It's gotten evil. Whew. Well, that's it. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like us, follow us on Rumble, at um, and you can also follow us on. Uh, telegram at conservative daily you can follow me at, at joe oltman or max mcguire max j mcguire um, you can also follow me on the other channels as well getter is something that I'm, I'm playing with gab is something that i'm i spend a little bit of time on now um you can follow us live on our live at conservative-daily.com um uh, you can follow us on uh, uh, d live cloud hub frank speech rumble um, if you want the audio version, you can. there's a list of audio version ones. I don't have my paper in front of me to run through this with you, but uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, 
Spotify, in, Spotify. Apple, yeah, um, there's a bu- there's a bunch of them. It, this is a special episode. I wasn't going to do this, but live, but I I did want to get the story out. Please hit the share button. Hit the share button. Smash the thing on Rumble, guys. Listen, we are going to have to fight. We are going to have to fight, and that's not a call to violence. That's a call for accountability and clarity. There has to be consequences to their bad behavior. So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. Thanks for joining us on this. Please share it. Be an ambassador for truth. And um, God bless you.